Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. Well, this is Tim Howard, and I'm the host of Reflect the Life You Want podcast. I'm especially excited today to have as guest Amy Conway of the Amy Elizabeth Company. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah, and Amy has her own podcast, the Beloved Blonde podcast, which I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about, but I don't know if you've been guest of many podcasts before. I've been on a few. Yeah. yeah, I've been on a couple. I I do my own show solo. Yeah. Uh, just because of the logistics of it all. But um, but yeah, I've been on a couple. And you produce, you self-produce, and everything. I do. I do it all. Yeah. At a very high quality. So. That's cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, what I'd like to do to kind of start off the show is just for you to get a little bit of personal, professional background, so people get some context of who is Amy. As we get into talking about some of these subjects. Yeah, let me make sure I don't go on and on too long. But, <laughs> um, I am a corporate dropout. I spent about 20 years in corporate America. I worked for Nordstrom, which is an amazing company. Um, and about a year and a half ago, I should say, I left the company and just kind of decided to change my direction in every way. So I went into executive and leadership coaching. I work a ton with women on their relationships, which is where my passion is. And, you know, started a podcast all around dating and relationships and really just supporting women who were these amazing powerhouse women in their professional lives and just couldn't get it together in their personal lives. So, you know, I probably was one of them and still am. And so I'm passionate about supporting that group of women. And then six or seven months ago, I guess, I moved to Wilmington. I was in D.C. for a little over a decade. And I just thought, you know, I moved here for a corporate job, and I don't have that corporate job anymore, and I don't need to live here. I can go wherever I want, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to build this career of entrepreneurship and do a lot of different things, so I do coaching. I do a podcast. I still do HR consulting work. That's what my background in corporate America was, mm-hmm. management in HR, so mm-hmm. I do some of that, and I just try to be as multifaceted so that I don't get bored because I tend to get bored quickly. (laughs) And that's kind of like, you know, my, I guess, professional background. I mean, personally, I'm just a girl from Midwestern Ohio who, you know. Well, let's not undersell ourselves. (laughs) Now, you you and I, uh, we first connected uh, through Lisa Leith. Uh, yeah. Leith HR group, which you do some some consulting work, and then we were both helping out, volunteering at a Suiting Warriors event, which the founders of Signal Fire Media also did the Suiting Warriors. So, so with your background with Nordstroms and knowing how to dress people professionally, <laughs> yes, that was a really a really cool event. We were able to I think impact about twenty different veterans yeah. on Saturday morning, uh, yeah, get them ready to go out there for their transition. Yeah, it was so fun for me. I mean, you know, Rob runs put on LinkedIn, hey, if you have got, I need some volunteers, and if you have some styling experience, and I thought, you know, let me go help out, and 
I have to say, I, like you, do everything with intention. And my intention was, let me go help out, right? I want to volunteer for this event. But at the same time, I need to meet people. I moved to this town, and these guys are super cool, and I'm sure they know other cool people. And therefore, I got to kind of know you a little bit more. So, yeah. yeah. I invited you to come on the show. Exactly. So it all worked out well. My plan worked out. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, you, um, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast since uh, we got to talking about that. And, um, you know, you talked about how, you know, you made this transition from the corporate life into entrepreneurship and wanting to help successful women in this, but even for yourself, it's something to work on. I'm just wondering, what kinds of things are you learning now for yourself as you made this significant shift? Because going from the corporate world into yeah. entrepreneurship, I've done that. What are you learning for yourself? You know, what what are you really enjoying? What was a big surprise? Maybe what was something that was unexpected that you yeah. had to work through? There's a lot to unpack there, mm-hmm. but it it's been a transition, a big transition, mm-hmm. and. I was more than ready to leave my particular job. I was in. I didn't necessarily know that this is what I was going to be doing, right? You know, COVID kind of gave me an opportunity to go mm-hmm. a little bit quicker than I was planning on doing, right? I had made my plan mm-hmm. several years ago, and I was kind of on this journey to, like, get ready to leave this company, right, that I had been with since I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when COVID happened, it, it gave me an opportunity to be able to raise my hand and say, hey, I'll be one of the ones to go mm-hmm. because I'm probably going to leave anyway, right? So. I wasn't ready yet though, really. My plan was not fully baked at that point. Mm -hmm. So I kind of scrambled for a while. I took some time off to just kind of unwind and Mm -hmm. get my mind right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I dove right into coaching and that's been a great journey. But working for myself has been a little bit hard. I realized, you know, the things you don't know, you go back and you look It's some of the things that I was really good at in my corporate job, and I didn't necessarily know why I was good at them, right? Now, as I'm starting to learn myself more, and I'm on this my own journey of personal growth and development, and I help others now grow, I learn so much from them. Mm -hmm. I realize that I'm super motivated by people and by seeing the success of other people, right? And I have huge teams. Yeah, I have huge teams that I led, and... This is a great example. Like we used to have these meetings at Nordstrom every month in front of three, five hundred people. How many of rubber was? And we all had to get up and present. This is when I was in a store manager role. We got up and present, but we presented about our people. Hated those meetings. I hated getting up there. I do not enjoy public speaking, even though I do it all the time. I overthink it for days and days on end. I like feel sick in my stomach, but I still get up there. And I sound really good, right? Mm-hmm. And I always thought, I don't know, nobody can tell that I hate this, but I just always mm-hmm. felt this this deep need to make sure that I did a really good job mm-hmm. because my people deserve me to get up there and do a really good job. I couldn't fumble on my words. I couldn't be like, you know, shaking my hands and crossing my legs because then people would focus on me and not the person I was recognizing, right? right? Mm-hmm. So. I was driven to get really good at that public speaking so that my people would shine, 
right? And I would just be this person recognizing that. It's not about me, it's about me. Yeah, it wasn't about me. So, like, I wasn't internally motivated to make myself look good. Mm -hmm. And so now I realize, as an entrepreneur, I'm not that internally motivated to make myself successful. I'm really motivated to see the success of others. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit harder to do when I'm now public speaking, but I'm behind a microphone on a podcast and the person's not standing right in front of me. Um, and I know that people are out there, they're listening and it's helping them and it's making them feel better. Um, but it's been hard for me to remember that. And I do it with my clients that are one-on-one and I get a lot just out of meeting with them on a weekly basis. But, you know, that doesn't fill up my entire weekly schedule. Right. So, yeah, that's just a great example of something I'm like, I wish I knew back then. <laughs> what was motivating me? I don't know. I guess I just did it and didn't think about it. But now I think about how I recreate that for mm-hmm. myself, working for only me when I don't have a team of people. Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, a significant shift. And mm-hmm. I've done, you know, I've gone from corporate life into a small business owner, back to corporate life, back in the small business, and now more of an entrepreneurial role. And I think it, it is important to kind of find that inner compass. Yeah. And um, you know, there's the one aspect of what's my why. Right, Try yeah. to get up every morning to go do what I do, but there's also like, how do I keep filling my own cup Yeah. that I can go then be able to be the best that I can be for everybody else. And, I, and it takes sometimes a little bit of work struggling to figure out how do I, how do, I do that every day? Right, yeah. What's, what's, what's going to be that for me? And it, it's, it's a shift for me, even in the last couple of years of doing what I'm doing now, as I learn and I grow and I better understand myself, I have to make further changes. Yeah. Because I'm not yet to where I want to be and to become who I want to become, I need to continue to grow and evolve. I think your whole life you'll continue to grow and evolve, right? Right when you think you've gotten there, then there's another thing in front of you. And, you know, I heard this forever ago from some kind of motivational speaker, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. And so it's it's just a constant. It never really stops. And... I, I was challenged by someone, you know, on the coaching, my coaching work, not recently, but a few months ago or something. And, you know, this idea of I'm the single person too, so I'm helping other single women in their dating life, but I'm not married. I'm not in a serious relationship right now. And I, I kind of laughed and I just said, like, I don't have to be, you know, up at the top of the mountain in my clients are at the bottom, right? I just have to be five steps ahead of them, guiding them along the way, right? And I, someone, I'm like, I've really dove in to the mistakes I've made and tried to learn from them, and that's where they're starting out at, right? And I've already climbed over some of those hurdles, even though I haven't found the relationship that ends in long term, Mm doesn't mean I don't have a ton to offer people. So I think it's just remembering that in any kind of leadership role and mentorship role and coaching role is that you don't have to have all the answers. I was just thinking about you don't have to have the grace. You've got to give yourself the grace that you don't need to know everything. Right. Uh, 
And when, when I'm coaching men in the Great Men's Legacy coursework in a man's school is I, I tell the guys very intentionally as I'm facilitating these like mastermind groups is that, hey, I'm on this journey with you. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through this course and I've facilitated, but I'm still growing. So like each and every interaction we get to have is like I'm learning from them. Yeah, absolutely. Even though they have maybe less life experience, they have different life experiences that I can take things and glean from them and apply that into my situation. Hmm, you know. Here's this, my youngest son was one, one of the first master class that went through me. And it was so cool. Uh, I remember him stepping out with a great deal of vulnerability with most of these guys in this class were, were older. And he created this space that it was okay to talk about some vulnerable subjects. Mm -hmm. I was so proud of him. Yes, I'm sure. But it was just like, ah, you know. We can learn from somebody that maybe has left that life experience yes, that they're yes. able to show courage in this one area, and it opened the door then for these other guys to right. kind of open their hearts a little bit. So yeah, well, when you think about it, he doesn't have decades and decades of suppressing some of those things <laughs> too, right? So sometimes the older you get, yes. the more challenging it is to really dive into Unlearn some of this some work. Of those mm -hmm. It's a lot things. of unlearning. Yeah. I've had to do a lot of unlearning coming out of corporate America, and I worked for an amazing company, and I love that company and the people, and um, I had a really great career there. But I think I learned some things about myself that aren't actually true along the way, right? Like a lot of criticism. That company was all about you know being better than your your last day, right? It's just very competitive. Um, and so there were some things along the way, you know, you get coached on, you get told, you know, you get feedback about, and you start to believe them, and I was there a long time. Mm. And then, you know, I'm like... Kind of get pigeonholed yes, into... Yes, yes. Or you and, start to take on something that's really not you, that yeah. they projected on you. Well, and so often you think, I, I think back on my career, and I'm like, I was just sometimes playing a part, guys, right? Mm. Like, that wasn't my natural state. I was in a corporate job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I wanted to say to people and what I said to them were sometimes two very different mm -hmm. things. So it, it, it is funny that it, it's taken me this long and I probably still have those moments of kind of reconditioning myself mm -hmm. to be like, I get to set to decide what kind of feedback I have for myself, right? Yes. So yeah, a lot yeah. of unlearning. Well, there's so much of what, uh, and the reflect the life you want, and the, is the theme of the mirror book, and we, we both, my co-author Maria Spears, who have made the yes. virtual introduction to YouTube, um, you know, we're fascinated by neuroscience and this idea of, you know, you talked about unlearning, but like creating new neural pathways, um, and our mind management and managing our thoughts so much of that because we're generally our own worst enemy yeah absolutely you know, like yeah capturing those thoughts and managing that that's going on inside of our own minds and then how does that affect us emotionally yeah and how do we show up you know we're in total control of that but the skills to really effectively capture those thoughts and really to manage ourselves and manage our own mind and manage our own emotionality takes a lot of skill yeah and and a lot of support and help, right? Mm -hmm. And I had my own, you know, amazing executive coach when 
I was at Nordstrom in my last night, a huge job. I had just gotten it and I needed to be really good at it. But I needed to learn some new ways to, you know, as I took on this huge region of 6,000 employees, I was overwhelmed and I had to relearn some things. Um, and that's how I was really opened up to this whole, oh, this is a this is a job. This is a, this is a path. <laughs> I kind of like this. Yeah. So a lot of it was because of my own coaching experience. Um, but yeah, it just I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, you know, I you had the benefit of being coached. Yeah. And yeah. You learn from that. And you realize, hey, I can do this. Yeah. I yeah. can help other women. Yeah. Be successful, whether it be professionally or in the dating life. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Well, let's change. Let's change it up. Yeah. So ahead of the show, we talked about the acrostic reflect, reflect the life right. you want. Mm -hmm. Which of those chapters really resonated with you? And there were kind of two that did. Um, so one of them was the the R stands for to recognize the power to change. Yeah. So you, you've already talked a little bit about some of the changes you've been through. I wondered if there's in anything within that personally professionally or something else that you've experienced that you could share with our listeners that's really powerful in terms of something that you've had to change for yourself in your own life yeah that you've learned you know i i think that recognizing that you have the power to change is just everybody needs that it's the accountability piece right and i think with anything you're told or any experience you have you can go one of two ways. You can experience it, you can deny it, and you can move on going through life the way you were and never learn anything from it. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, ooh, like that either wasn't good or I don't like that, I wanna be someone different, and you can learn from it. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of dive into it. Yeah. So for me, I think that just, you you have the power. And, and there's a lot of people that'll never do anything to change. There's a lot of people who don't, want to change right they're okay with the way things are and, and that's fine mm -hmm. but they're not going to grow they're not going to move forward they're really denying themselves of their very best and mm -hmm. the life that they maybe want mm -hmm. um, because they can't really recognize that that they have that power to make a decision so I just think that resonates so much and you see it all the time and for me, I'm like, okay, if I don't like it, I'm going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I've always been that way, in a sense. And sometimes it takes me a while to get there. I mean, I was in a job for 18 years, and I probably should have left maybe five years ago. Um, but I did it when the time was right for me, and I finally, you know, was able to do it in the way that I felt good about it. Um, and and that's a lot of things, you know, relationships and people and. I just recognize it so much now in other people, right? And I try to stay out of judgment and realize not everyone's me, not everyone's gonna do things the way I do, and right. not everyone's gonna just leave that job and take the risk and move to a brand new city. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too, um, but I have a hard time when people want something but won't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that I struggle with a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about this idea that um, it's a concept Maria Spears, my co-author, first shared with me, but she learned from someone else. But this idea that awareness is the first prison we release ourselves from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So having that recognition that I'm not where 
I want to be or I'm not comfortable yeah. with this situation that I want it to change is that first piece. Yeah. It's just, hmm, this doesn't feel right. I think I'm going to go some a different direction. Yeah. But uh, that's the first door that gets opened up. Right. And then we can step into whatever yeah. it may lead us. And the, an underlying theme within that chapter is really hope. Mm. So I'm imagining when you were making the decision to change your corporate career, go do something else, and, and make a move down to this beach community that we live in that's yeah. beautiful, Wellington, North Carolina, versus Washington, D.C. I imagine there was some hope involved in that. Yeah. I mean, my big hope was that I'd, you know, be living out my Hallmark movie moments down here. <laughs> I had a good friend who was so uncomfortable with me yeah. making this change, mostly because she was in D.C. too and didn't yeah. want me to leave. And she made the comment, because I was like, they film all these great movies there, you know. What are all these? Nicholas Sparks movies, right? Yeah, Anyone yeah. that you can think of. And she's like, I'm really concerned moving place just because, like, movies that were made in the 90s. I'm like, I'm going to have my moment, right? And I was like, you never know. I'm going to meet someone. This might happen. be my place. DC hasn't been working out that well. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big thing for me. I, that was my hope. That it hasn't awesome. happened yet, but I haven't given up hope. There you go. <laughs> The second E is to energize your thoughts towards that which yeah. you intend to be. So yeah, I can visualize that. Visualize who that is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, another thing we talked about related to the reflect acrostic is the C stands for to clarify your inner circle. And we were talking yes. a bit about how oh. important that is, you know, for and when the acrostic was first developed for the book, it, the C was something different than the written, but we, we changed it to that. But it's really this idea that, you know, Jim Rohn has this quote that we're the average of the five people we spend the most yeah. time with. But it's really this idea like, who is speaking into our lives? Who are we associating ourselves with? Who's influencing us? What are we listening <laughs> to? Like podcasts, yeah. TV shows are we watching? What's coming into us? Yeah. That's influencing us. Absolutely. And, you know, it took me 38 years to not let my parents be the main influencers <laughs> of my life. Um, but yeah, you know, I have a great circle, right? I have a great family. I have great friends, two best friends that I've had since, you know, freshman year of college. Um, you know, but a lot of people who have lived in the same city since we graduated college mm -hmm. and never moved, been in the same job for a really long time and are afraid to make mm -hmm. the change. Um, you know, Midwestern parents, they're, it, they're amazing, but they're stereotypical of like stayed in the same job for 35 years and yeah. you know then retired and this is just like the path you take. Um, so it was hard because I was over here living this life. Well, I'm like, well, it's just me, mm -hmm. and and I I've moved already to several different cities mm -hmm. by myself, but because it was for a job, nobody had an issue with it. But now all of a sudden, because it was just my choice, yeah. people were concerned. Mm -hmm. I'm like. Well, I don't understand this. I've traveled to, you know, Asia and Indonesia and different places all by myself. You know, I've managed to take vacations alone for years. Mm -hmm. um, this is my life. I have to continue living it. So I had to let go of a lot of those opinions. And I was like, that's your fear for me. That's not mm -hmm. my fear. Right. right. And so 
what I realized is that in order for me to be better, I have to know people that are even better than me. And it's not to say those people aren't great, right? They're living their own world, they're doing their own thing. I'm not competing with, with their life, our lives are very different. Um, but what I try to look for are, are different voices, voices that can influence me to kind of push beyond those norms of how I grew up. And so years ago I started listening to the podcast yeah. and reading the books. I went to the Rachel Hollis Women's Conference, you know, three-day women's conference, and it was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been on that journey for a while. And then, you know, when I moved here especially, it, it's been hard, right? Because I don't have community. I don't know anyone. But I'm like, I need to meet the people that are like me. Where are they? You know? <laughs> and so uh, everyone, the Signal Fire guys probably think I'm a stalker. I keep showing up at things, yeah. keep running across them. But I was intentional. You always talk about intention, yeah. right? Yeah. Being intentional. And I started connecting with people on LinkedIn. Then I would start to say, oh, they're at this event. Let me go say hello. Um, all of that's really out of my comfort zone, too. I, I can be extroverted when I need to be, but I'm more well, comfortable sure. in an introvert state. I'll share a couple of yeah. intentional moments that you can relate to because yeah, you're yeah. involved in was, so Rob, Signal Fire Media is co-located with my right. Realty Partners, yeah. EXP Realty real estate firm. And Rob was one of those five people I was intentional about creating relationship with. Yeah. And uh, the synergies that have come from that. So here we are, Signal Fire Media Podcast Studio, entitled Realty Partners, Real Estate Office. Yeah. That's one intention I had. The other one, the time you and I first met, I very intentionally went to meet Lisa Leith at a Wilmington yes. Business Journal Expo event with the intention to invite her to be a guest on my podcast. Yeah. And so she was a recent guest, and she'll be episode will come out soon but that's when you and I connected yes absolutely yeah and then you and I connected at suiting warriors and then I said well you should come to my coastal connections network team which you did yeah and I invited you to be a guest on the show so I think you put yourself out there with intentionality yeah to make connection with people then opens up the possibility that you actually can yes then you meet new people and what I've learned through that is um, I'm stepping through doors that I didn't even know existed before mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and meeting people and creating relationship with people that's creating new opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and But I have to step out exactly. and do that yeah. in order for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I said. You know, I'm like, I chose to change my life and move here and leave a circle that I had and a city that I knew and loved. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've got to make the most of it. So I can't just sit in this apartment with my puppy. I, I mean, I do that a lot. But um, I was like, I need to go meet more like-minded people, more entrepreneurial people. Um, I was really intentional about running across Lisa Leaf as well, and that worked out well for me because yeah. she was needing to add some people to her team. And mm -hmm. so now I'm a part of her team and, yeah. um, you know, connecting with people through her and the work that we do there. So... I just think that, you know, what you talk about on just controlling kind of your circle and who's in your circle and who gets a voice in your circle, right? It's like there's people in my circle that will always be there, right? My friends from forever ago, my family, they're not going anywhere. They're there. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of controlling the volume on the voice that they have. And yeah. 
that's been a big learning for me is just, you know, my mom's going to, like, say it, right? But I get to choose whether I listen to it or not. And I get to choose to say, you know what? I get it, but I'll figure that out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think as I've been growing, especially the last couple of years, kind of same thing is, I've been intentional about how much time I'm spending with certain people. Mm -hmm. Whereas I might have spent more time with them. They still may be, be friends, right. but where I'm going right now, they can't necessarily help me to get there. Mm -hmm. Okay, So I have to put myself in different situations around different people in, in the real estate side of the business that I'm involved in. Kind of, We have a mentor. Um, in fact, he's coming to town in mid-January, Clayton Gibbs with Mission Realty. And we have this group called Level Up Experts. Yeah. So we're trying to help level each other up right. in our primary right. profession. Um, but I can't be all that I'm intended to be simply by hanging around the same people yeah. that I hung around with. I can get a little incrementally better, but I need yeah. to go engage with people that know more than I do, or that right. have different life experiences than I've had, or they can make introductions to people that can benefit me. And, yeah. And what I hear you saying is you're being intentional about going to do that. Yeah. You're running into a little Absolutely. bit of resistance. <laughs> from a... Well, I mean, I just think it's one of those things like if you're the most positive person in the room, you need a new room. Yes. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a new room. Yes. You know, like that. It's just all about kind of what we talked about in the beginning, you know, kind of pushing yourself further and further. And I don't think that's any different than probably what I did at leadership, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we made changes all the time, and I was like, listen, you either get on board and you come with us, or you stay behind, and you probably aren't going to have a job here. You know, so it's like this is the way we, we move forward. We progress. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's no different what I led there than what I can apply to my own life. Nice. So I think it's important just to kind of say, like, yeah. here's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Do you want to come with me? Well, the interesting thing is to have that conversation with yourself. Yes. Yeah. So now you're an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's like it's challenging. It's challenging every day. It's like, it's like, ooh, this is where I want to go. What's it going to take to get there? And what do I need to do? Because i got to motivate myself. Yeah. I'm not self-motivated. Yeah. I have always known that, right? I am an external motivation kind of gal. Like, I'm motivated by people needing things from me, deadlines, that, that's just, you know, an Enneagram too, of your typical, like, giver, helper, right? Motivated by others yeah. more than myself. Um, but yeah, I've had to really look at, like, what will motivate me and figure it out, and I'm not there yet. So um, I, I have to work in a really different way than I ever did. You know, I don't have one, anyone depending on me to, like, get my stuff done. Yeah, Except myself, and yeah. I'm like, well, I can just do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then, then tomorrow up. comes, I'm like, yes, exactly. So I, I think that, you know, it, it's nice. That being able to do a lot of different things is, is helping me with that, actually. I think some might say, well, it's because you're doing all these different things, but it really helps me because the more kind of structure I have and deadlines and different things here and there, the better I can kind of plan my schedule. Mm -hmm. So I think that that has actually really helped me mm -hmm. being able to say, okay, the podcast day is here and my coaching business is here and mm -hmm. here's my consulting stuff. So. Yeah, start that. 
Yeah, and then you find out too as you're doing those things what's what's really energizing you. Yeah. Okay, what 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 do I really enjoy doing myself? Where might be somewhere I can leverage a virtual assistant, yes. someone else to help me with this, or where's where somewhere I would really prefer to collaborate with someone else on this rather than do it myself. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes getting into action right. you know, yeah. to see that. Yeah, getting to a certain place that you're like, can bring on that virtual assistant as yeah. well. So, mm -hmm. um, but I need that man. I need some virtual assistants. <laughs> well, there's a book that came out a while back called Who Not How. And I don't know. I got, I'll have to share with you. Yeah. And I have an amazing assistant that uh, she's really good at a lot of things that I don't enjoy doing. <laughs> but she's really good at it and she gets energized by doing it. So uh, it's a great. Great comp. She's a great compliment to what my strengths are. Yeah. So it's it's important to discover that sometimes. So we talked about um, a little bit ahead of the show about if if you were reflecting upon right now, like what are you working on for yourself to reflect more the life that you want to live? Oh, What's that key thing right now? You know, there's. There's so many things. Like mm -hmm. I said before, you know, I've been on kind of this personal growth journey for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I think the big thing I'm reflecting on myself is I, I have to be who I am and use my own voice. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I started on this journey, I, I was listening to all the things you need to do, and you got to post on social this many times, and here's how you market to get your clients, mm -hmm. and here's how you do this. and. I, I even myself, you know, I had to break up with a coach who was coaching me because it wasn't the right relationship for mm -hmm. me anymore. I don't think she was taking me in a direction that felt authentic to me. Um, and, and she's great at what she does. It, it wasn't that. It was just, I would, it wasn't right for me. It wasn't feeling step. right. Um, so I really, you know, Two years ago, Amy probably would have kept paying her for months and months and months, right? But today, Amy is like, no, I gotta cut ties and move on because I don't have time to wait two years or whatever it was. Or I think of like all the different, the amount of time I waited to stay in a job that I wasn't super happy in. Mm -hmm. So I've just realized that I have to be me and do what feels natural to me and stop listening to so many other voices, <laughs> I, I can do that. You know, I, I can be a little bit of a people pleaser at heart, mm -hmm. so I've got to, I have to rein that in. And it's funny, you know, strangers on the internet and customers that used to come in and order some stuff, I'm like, if you're a stranger and you're not part of my life, I could care less about what your opinion of me is, right? right. But the people that are actually in my life mm -hmm. and I have relationships with, I care a lot about their opinions of me. Um, but in order to live the life that I want, I have to let go of that because mm. it's not helpful. It's it's about my opinion of me and yeah. what I like to do and what I want to do more of and what makes me happy and what energizes me. And mm. I, I think that that's what resonates with clients and it's yes. what attracts clients to me and yes. the energy I have that's authentic to right. me and not me just like, Speaking about stuff because I was told that's what I should say. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right, and I think um, yeah, I've struggled with that some. And I, you and my co-author Maria Spears would have a great conversation. Yeah. She's a past people pleaser and had to make those changes, and uh, and she coaches other women as well. It'd be good dialogue to have. Oh, and sure. Yeah. 
the growth there. But for me, it's like what I recognize um, just in the last month or so is that, and I was having a conversation with my assistant, Michelle, about this because we were getting ready to do this, the big year-end events I do every year, one's more client-related, and then one or more with my networking organization, the annual gratitude gathering. And this recognition that, you know, I gotta stop doing things just because I want external validation. Mm -hmm. You know, because that would have been a primary motivator in the past. Um, yeah. But it's still, it's like, okay, that's still there a little bit. Yeah. I gotta stop, I, I don't need to hear from somebody else that I'm good enough. Or right, I'm right. good, or yeah. I'm doing a good job. Is I just need to believe that about myself and go do it. Yeah. Because I am. Absolutely. Yeah, I have this one client I always, you know, she'll tell me about, like, decisions she's making in her dating life. And I'm like, is that your ego that's responding <laughs> to that guy? Or is that you responding yeah, to that guy, right? So it's like, yeah, it's like that external, it feels really good. It's that hit of dopamine, and it's just like, I want more, and so let me keep doing this, and it feels really good. It's not a bad thing. It yeah. just, you know, if it's making you overwhelmed, it's stressing you out, it's creating anxiety, it's, it's not serving your soul, then it's time to let go of some of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's still, you know, I'm still growing and still working and every day to be better at what I do. Yeah. Um, striving to become the best version of myself I've ever been. So yeah. It's a, it's a journey. So you're in the midst of that. You, um, if you could like to this point, you know, you've gone through a lot of change in the last year and a half, uh, two years, but to this point in life, if, if like there was one thing that you could share with others to reflect more of the life that they want, what would that one key learning be? Don't wait so long. Mm. That's huge. You know, I, I think, you know, there's that cliche you always hear, life is short. Mm -hmm. and. And I don't necessarily agree. I yeah. always debunk cliches, but mm -hmm. I think life is long. Life is really long. Mm -hmm. And you can do a lot of things in mm -hmm. one lifetime. Mm -hmm. When it's really short, it's because you're letting opportunities pass by or you're doing mm -hmm. the same thing day after day after day. And the days are just passing by and you're not making the most of them, right? Mm -hmm. That's when life gets short. Mm -hmm. But there's so many things you can do in a lifetime. Like if you make the change, and it doesn't work, then go do something else. Mm -hmm. Or you can go back to doing what you did, right? There's no shame in that. Do you think anyone at Nordstrom would care if I knocked, you know, called someone and said, hey, I'd like to come back. They would be thrilled to have me back. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not going back, but still. Mm -hmm. So it's it's that, it, it's people like are letting fear kind of dictate mm -hmm. them making the change to begin with. And so, you know, don't wait so long. Like, don't wait five years. You know, I was in that role for five years or in different jobs before I really was brave enough to make the change. And, and I did that in a lot of things. There was a lot of relationships with men that I stayed in for far too long, right? After the, the relationship stopped being fun, I knew that I was in it on my own, you know? And then it still ended the same way. And so those are a lot of the learnings I've done are like, why do I wait so long to do things? Mm -hmm. And so I have to stop doing that, right? I've always been someone that's like, oh, I take my time, I overthink things. And 
those are the things I'm letting go and kind of the first question you asked, right? Like what you continue to do to reflect the life you want. But I think for other people, it's like, don't wait so long. You know, you've got a long life to live. You're going to do a lot of different things. You're going to live in a lot of different places. You're going to have relationships with a lot of different people. So don't wait two, three years before you kind of move on to the next thing. Well, you made a move from the D.C. area to here at the beach. Yes. But you didn't wait long for that, right, once you realized? Or had you already thought about that? Yeah, before? I mean, I well, I got I, you know, I got this little puppy in between, so I had to give her some acclimation time, <laughs> and I had a lease and things, so I had to wait a certain amount of time. But, yeah, I mean, and I just followed my gut and intuition. I literally had come to Wilmington for two days mm. before I said, I'm going to move to Wilmington. And then I, again, I knew I was going to move, and so I had been kind of exploring places I might want to go, and this was one of them, so that's why I was here for two days. Um, but yeah, I just, I just said, you know what? Okay, I've been thinking about six months, I'm just going to do it. Let me go. March, let me go find a place to live, right? And so, and then May 1st, I was here. That's awesome. So it wasn't, it wasn't too long. Yeah, I, I kind of was done waiting. To make changes, so yeah. <laughs> well, I have a hunch uh, that those decisions that you've made are going to pay off. Thank you. Hopefully, yeah. the, the hallmark so moments too. will. The hallmark moment. moment. I'm waiting for it. Uh, but I, I think you will. Um, my belief in you is very strong, and I think you will have a lot of success in this community. I've already seen you making connections with people, and uh, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to achieve whatever it is you set your mind to achieve. Well, so. thank you. So people, if they want to connect with you, Amy, they want to hear your podcast, they want to hear more about your coaching with women, or if they want to hear more about um, professional development kind of stuff, how do we best connect with you? Yeah, I mean, the best way to kind of connect with me is on Instagram, always. Okay. I'm either at Amy Elizabeth Co. or the Beloved Blonde Podcast. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can follow the Beloved Blonde podcast, and that's I available do. on Apple. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, Apple, Spotify, Audible, anywhere you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, coaching. I have a few spots, you know, open in the next coming months. I, I, I try to be a little selective, and for me, I'm like, it's got to, you know, it's got to be a client that's ready to do fit. the work. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I, I've worked with. A variety of clients and the ones that I have are incredible mm -hmm. they come to me and they're already incredible and they leave even more so so I get energy from them so I need stuff from them too so it is all about like you got to do this work I'm not trying to like you know do it mm -hmm. for you here that's not what coaching is to begin with right um, I can be a great mentor to someone but that's not what coaching is mm -hmm. so it's um but yeah, that's the best way to connect with me, really, is Instagram, social media, and you'll find all of my information through that. Well, when the ep your episode comes out, we'll have some show notes yeah. on it and with those, all those connections for people to reach out. And um, I hope you continue to have success with the Thank you. podcast. Your audience just continue to grow and uh, your coaching business with women. I'm just imagining you, because of your experiences and things that you've gone through in life, you're going to be able to impact a lot yeah. of them. It's great. And honestly, like, the dating stuff is so fun for me mm -hmm. because, I mean, I have clients sometimes text me into the evening or like, what should I say back to this person? <laughs> I'm like, don't say anything yeah. back, just unmatch him. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it, it's uh, fun. So yeah. you got to do stuff that that you can have a little fun with too. That's great. Yeah. Well, Amy, it's been a delight to have you. Thanks on for the having me. The Life You Want podcast, and thank you for your willingness to come on the show and Absolutely. share some of your experiences. And uh, look forward to seeing you have continued success. Thank you. All thank right. you. I always say to my guests, go out and live a life of greatness. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I say something similar at the end of mine. I say go out and live your very best life, or is that what I say? There you go. I think High so. High five. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. All right.